Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 28. Woot woot. Um, this episode we're um, doing a book that um, is a debut novel for an author that actually approached us on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Sherika Evans. Yes. And the book is called A Father's Gift. You got it. And... The name of the, the title of the episode. The title Kristen. of the episode is "A Father's Gift in Eighteen oh, from Eighteen Eighty Four." See, I should have read my messages with you. So it's "A Father's Gift from from Eighteen Eighty Four," um, and that leads us into the wine, and it's uh, Eighteen Eighty Four uh, Estate Crown. Grown. Grown. Yeah. Okay, apparently you guys are showing or realizing I cannot read. Um, don't make me pronounce the actual winery because I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. But it's from uh, Argentina. <laughs> yep. Mendoza, Argentina to wow. be exact. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat for tonight, apparently. Uh, and I have not had any alcohol yet. Um, so, yeah, that's the name of the title the book the wine i should probably stop talking um but i'm not so rolling into what we normally talk about is our um you can find what we're currently reading aka this um what were all of our other books even though we're still bad at it right now but <laughs> we're trying people we're trying yes. um and then what sometimes what we're currently drinking we don't do just wine shots as much anymore which I just realized in this moment know. that we haven't. That's so true. we will That's get true. back on that. Um, but yeah, it you can catch us at boozeandbooks.podcast or on our private ones, lynn.said, L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D, and kristen.shu, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot S-H-E-W. So yes. yeah, catch us on the flip side. No, that's the ending thing. Catch us on there. Yeah, funny. Catch us on the flip side. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, so let's get started with the wine. So tonight, Lindsay got um, three wines. One's a Cabernet, one's a Malbec, and one's a Rosé. Yes. And it's a Malbec Rosé. After trying to find it on Vivino, we figured it out. So I will get started. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to post. Guys, so um, okay, so for the first one, we're gonna start with the cab since it was the closest one to me. So it's like I said, Argentina, like she said, it's from Mendoza specifically. Uh, it's a vintage of 2008, um, harvested by hand last week of April. Uh, vineyards are high altitude vineyards at foothill of the Andes. Andes, Andes uh, Mountains, uh, and it aged in 100% French oak. So, tasting notes. Okay. Deep ruby red, complex aromas of cassis, red fruit, and chocolate from the oak. Intense and long finish, 
It's tannic texture is smooth and pleasant. Wow, I can get through that, but nothing else. <laughs> so, um, it's a pretty interesting label. All of them are the same. It's kind of... It's an old school one, I guess. And I think they're obviously playing on the fact that it's 1884. Um, but yeah, it's just got... Nice calligraphy for the year, and then like typewriter for the rest of it, and it's just all ran out nicely on the label. There's really no back label, so yeah, Black. yeah, that's the rest of them look the same too. Okay, so and you said it's the front one, so no, that's the little back. The back one is the cap. I listen very well to Lindsay and her speech. Doesn't at all. Nope, not at all. Because I think she told me twice. <laughs> Alright, so the cab. Uh, it's definitely ruby red from looking at it. Yes, yes, it's great. pretty light. Yeah. Like it's obviously dark in the middle, but it's definitely way lighter around the edges. Yeah. Than I think the ones from last time. Yeah. Shall we try? Hmm. I know this sounds weird, but it's got very, like, I guess a standard red wine yeah, smell it, to it. Yeah, it does. Like, it, <laughs> like, it doesn't smell it does. like, it doesn't smell like alcohol, which is good. It smells though, like, it brings me back to, like, nights going out and, like, I'm going to drink red wine. Like, I don't know. Like, it makes me think of university. Yeah, a little bit. Or, like, when you're, like, younger and you're not really drinking wine and you're, like, to your parents, can I, like, smell or taste yeah, that? Yeah. And then you smell or taste the wine. Yeah. So. I didn't even know what I was, like, tasting. It tastes like red wine to me. <laughs> I don't. I smell a little bit of the cherry. I don't really smell chocolate, though. What's Cassis again? Oh, I don't know. Why do we do this every time? I know. We should just look at these labels for you people and figure out the ones we don't know. I like know. to surprise you. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> While we look it up on Google. Because, you know, we're adults. And that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really smell... I maybe get some hints of oak, but... Yeah, a little bit of the oak there. Maybe. I'm just trying to see if I smell the chocolate but I, I'm really not black really current. getting yes this is a ripe concentrated black currant which I definitely taste yeah like that's what I taste the most honestly what are the other things in it red Bear? fruit and chocolate I don't the red fruit I get yeah, chocolate no, no nothing chocolatey at all not even the taste mm -mm. I taste like the cast is a lot more in taste than I do same. smell same with like maybe a hint of the red fruit. Yeah. A little. It's more, I definitely taste more of the cassis yeah, for sure. sure. It's pretty good. It's like decent. It's nothing like to write home about for me. It's smooth. Mm hmm. Which is nice. But it's dry, I think. It's very dry. And I get yeah. the tart. Is that also tannic? I should really like use it. <laughs> no, I can't. think it says Tana. It, it says in texture, so 
don't know. We'll go with the fact that I'll say it's a little tart. A little bit, but. Yeah, I like it. I like the cab from the last one better, which I'm blanking on the one that we did last time. But honestly, for a cab, like this would be a good one to regain to the winter months. This one. Excuse me. Um, is a good one, I think, to mm -hmm. drink. Basically, kind of like it's fall now. It's fall, motherfucker. So, I <laughs> uh, I think it's a good one for like kind of like these kind of nights. I guess same. So yeah, I like it. Same. Maybe like a six point five out of ten. Uh, yeah, Seven? that's a good amount. I yeah. think. I think. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we rate them for you guys. Sometimes we forget. <laughs> Most of the times to forget. But, yeah, no. I like that one. Um, I'm all back. Yes. Okay. Or do you want to do the thing first about the... Or do you want to wait till the end? Oh, shit. See, she reminds me of the Vivino. That's why. Because I will forget every single time. Okay. So... Not sure what she paid for it, but it says oops, $17.99. Yeah, that's maybe a little bit higher in Canadian. I'm feeling like this is Canadian then um, because it must be. Yeah. Well, it says shipped to Canada, so maybe they're showing in Canadian prices. Maybe. Um. Okay, so what does the wine taste like? Uh, so... This is based off of 76 people's reviews on, like, what it tastes like. Okay. So, obviously, no, obviously, <laughs> but I do agree. Um, it's more on the bold side. It's not fully on the bold side, but it's, like, closer to that. Yeah. Um, it's more on the tannic side than the smooth side. Oh, I get that. Um, it's not super far over the half point, but it's over the half point on the tannic side. Um, it's completely dry. There's no sweetness to it get that um and it's um halfway between soft and acidic i just thought that was a weird way to describe wine soft i know it's like like i kind of feel like it's a little soft though no okay no. just me then well it's just more of it's a weird term to describe the wine in my head yeah that's fair but, i get that um but uh, there's 35 uh, mentions of oak, so the chocolate, the oak, vanilla. 15 mentions of black fruit. I did not. Well, I guess the cassis. It could kind of remind people of like more blackberry, blueberries. Yeah. Um, only nine mentions of the red fruit, which is I fair because I really only smelled it. I didn't really taste it. Yeah. And then five mentions of spice. I'm not going to go into other ones because they have like nothing for them but um yeah that was the cab nice so yeah not bad all right now the mall back dun, dun, dun. all right so the vintage is the same the harvest is different this one's actually the first week of april you're the first week of April. I wish. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. I'd rather be the last. I'd rather be the last week of March. Um, the vineyards also the same thing. High altitude of vineyards of Andes. 
Um, so the aging is actually 70% French and 30% American oak. Oh. Um, all right. So tasting notes. It's deep red purple color, intense black fruit aromas combined with a hint of mocha tannins are smooth and sweet, round and persistent finish. Round and persistent finish. I don't know if I put the and in there. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alright. Okay. This smells weird. Yeah? Yeah, it does. Is that what you smell? Yep. It smells like kind of like stale feet. <laughs> or like or a like... fart that was <laughs> <laughs> lingering. Maybe. Okay. Now For everyone who's listening, we did not aerate this, but I don't think the aerating I love really this helped. Malbec, though. This is easily one of my favorite Malbecs. So that's why I'm like, I don't remember it smelling like this. It could be the... It could be oaky from the cork. Maybe. I mean, it could Port, taste like, corked. Ten minutes ago, I feel like. I know, but the corked... Maybe it's the thing. glasses again. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to try it. Okay, we can't tell you guys what it smells like. No, I don't think it's glasses. Something's wrong with it. I drink this all the time and it never tastes like this. Okay, hold on. I taste it like black fruit. I'm gonna pour some, give myself some water. And then go back at it. I'm confused now. Maybe this is the cab. I s I'm giving Lindsay a very, are you kidding me? <laughs> Look. No, that's the small bag. That's the small bag. Yeah, this is for sure the small bag, what we have in our hands. Um, yeah, I don't know. It tastes weird. I drink it all the time. Like, this is, like, one of my favorite Malbecs. I literally have it all the time. It just doesn't taste the same. So maybe something's wrong with this bottle. It could be something with the cork. Because, like, corked wines taste and smells, like, really not great. Oh, the more I drink it, the better it tastes. It has, like, this weird... Like, it tastes better than the smell. aftertaste, Yeah. I taste more of the blue, like blueberry, blackberry. Yeah, it's more berry tasting than I the. Do cab. get a little bit of a. Just don't smell it. I know that's the thing. To me, it's dry. With a hint of sweetness, though. It's smoother than the cab. I think. A little bit. Just by a bit, though. I think I get some of the oak, but... I think um, I'm smelling all the oak. I'm trying not to breathe too deeply I know, when I'm tasting it. I don't it. know why it's like this. I wonder if it's my glasses. Sorry. Do you have, like, a water glass we can pour a little bit in? Mm-hmm. I do. 
We can try that. Why don't we pour it into the... Oh, there Because they're all used. <laughs> Clay. It smells like a glass. It sounds like a glass? Yeah. A little harder because it's further down, but and it's in a water glass. It tastes much better. Tastes a lot better. I think it's the glass. I think it's my glasses. Ew. It's kind of hard to smell it, so we. I still can't give an accurate description. Ew. <laughs> she like wiped the residual glass. But I didn't want to get on your carpet because I don't want your husband to come down No, I appreciate yours. that. I like lick it. You just like wipe it on your <laughs> fucking pants. My pants are my napkin in life. We look like um, fucking university kids that don't have not invested in wine glasses <laughs> yet. So they're drinking out of water glasses. Especially when you look at the table, there's like... Oh, there's Six like wine glasses yeah. <laughs> right in front of us. It's like, oh wow. It's okay. I'm getting a little bit more of a small now that we poured the other glass. Yeah, in and it tastes better. And you, it's you can smell what? more of the fruit in it what? too. What? Oh, this is so much better. What? It happened. Okay. Hmm? I'm glad that we switched those out. Because, like, it's a big, big, big difference yeah, in it. I don't know why. Apparently, my house is. I'm disgusting. Anyway. Well, we didn't want to tell her mom, but. It's fine. <laughs> it's I'm fine. just joking. She's I not. But it was, you know, I didn't post it. But yeah, it's definitely. I think you can smell more of the fruit. Oh, yeah. We're still doing this, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know anymore. She worked today. Her mind's so did you, but I just like feel like I literally tr like have little baby taste of the wine, and then like by little baby taste of second one, I'm like I'm drunk already. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> well, you're still figuring yourself out over there. Ugh. It's definitely like more. What's the word? Tannicky. Tart. You tart. The word tart. Yeah. Yeah. This is more tart than the first one, I oh, yeah. agree. I know yeah. the tea. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying Lindsay right now. It's funny. Um, so it's also $17.99. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, okay. What does the wine taste like? So this is based off 243 user reviews. Obviously more people reviewed the Malbec than the cab. Okay. <laughs> so like the cab, it's more on the bold side than the light side, which makes sense. This is more on the smooth side than the tannic side. I can see that. It's yeah. more smooth. Uh, it's not as dry as the cab, but it's pretty close to being as dry as the cab and not sweet. Yeah. Um, it's more, it's over the half line for soft besides acidic. Wow. 
But I think the cab was more soft, which was still a weird one, but whatever. Soft. So there are 77 mentions of black fruits. So yeah. I'm not going to describe what kind of black fruit that means. 52 mentions of oaky, 27 earthy notes, and 20 red notes. After that, it just goes below 20, and I'm not going to go into those. Oops, we saw some more there. Which do you like better? Cap. Gassing. Which is weird because I've, I don't think I've had the 1884 cap. I've only had them all back. I was thinking about it when you asked if we've had this one before. I think I've seen it, but I don't know if I've ever had this one before. I, I literally, the Malbec is like my go-to Malbec for sure. This one or um, Cassiero del Diablo, I think it's called. It's my other one for my Malbec. I think it's 1864. I've never heard of that one. I'm pre There's one that Costco sells. And I'm pretty, it's a number too. And I think it's 1864. And I did actually know. I think you're right because I did see that pop up when I was looking on Instagram. And it's a pretty good wine. Butter. Of course, um, a TV show comes up. So really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Apparently, some stuff happened in 1864. Um. Hmm. I think I'm wrong. What is the wine? It's got a freaking number on it. And you can get it at Costco. 19 crimes. No. Mm. It's literally a date. Well, this is a fun game. I'm not going to continue with That's this That's good because I hate it. I know. Um, and I don't remember and I'm not going to remember. Okay. Woo! So, rosé. Rosé time. You can go. This is my jam. Okay. Yep. All right. The vintage is 2019. The harvest is by, by hand, first week of April... So like the Malbec? All of it. Okay, great. Um, vineyards. High altitude vineyards at the foothill of the Andes Mountains. So exact same thing. Aging in stainless steel tanks. Way different. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Um, tasty notes. Light rosé. Oh, it says rose. Not rosé, sorry. Light rose color with delicate aromas of red fruits. Balanced in the mouth with soft and ripe tannins, along with a delicate acidity that brings up the freshness of the wine. I don't think I'm going to like this already. Let's see. The acidity part gets... Ugh. So, it's kind of like a rose gold... Definitely different than our... I'm going to go with rose gold yeah. color. It's I don't kind of like a, like a copper. Dark champagne. Yeah, like dark, dark champagne, though. Yeah. I know. The smell is... I don't like the smell either. Holy crap. It smells like feet again. Either it's, it's my glasses or these wines smell like feet. This smells like standard, like, white wine that's like... No. The wine, white wines I don't like to drink. I don't like the smell at all. It doesn't smell like any white wine I've ever had in my whole life, so... False. <laughs> Nope. I taste strawberry right off the bat for sure. Very I don't strawberry. like this. It is way too sweet. Yeah, I agree on that. You like hit the, I agree. You it is strawberry. Strawberry. Taste the strawberry. Followed by like a sweet undertone straight away. Now that I smell it, it smells sweet. Again. Mm. Nope. That is the sweetest rosé I've ever had. 
No. Yeah, I can't do Not that. Not a fan. So basically, oh, this one just sound, tastes like strawberry ter- and it's pretty sweet. And it tastes like a strawberry wine. <laughs> if that ever existed. Which is weird. Ugh. It is so sweet. I can't get over that. Okay. So, uh, 18.30, so it's a little bit more. Um, wow, they actually don't go into the whole other thing, but 11 mentions of strawberries. Oh, it's based off 11 user reviews. 11 mentions <laughs> of <laughs> rosé. Yeah, all it tastes is strawberries in this And one. then, like, two and, like, one, so... Um, okay, let's just go to the user reviews, if they're in English. Um, fruity but not too sweet, nice for a toast. What? No, it is the sweetest thing so I've ever tasted. So, three and a half stars. Um, ex- exponential value found in this Argentine rosé. Properly chilled, developed fruity flavors in mouth and nose. Great for a summer outdoor lunch. Four stars. The other one is not in English, so I cannot read it. Espanol? Sure. I don't know. Over a thousand reviews said it was three stars. 96 said five. 563 said four. And then 94 is two. And then 17 one. Yeah, I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's not my favorite rosé. If I'm you like sweet one. rosés, maybe. It is not. I don't like sweet wine. It's not even on my top so. ten. I no, I don't want to drink that anymore. Um, so favorite was I think cab. Yeah, the cab yeah. was decent. Um, Malbec wasn't horrible. So six point five. I you know after tasting these ones, I might actually bump it up to a seven of ten. The cab. Well, no, I think in the realm of cabs, it's okay. Fine, six point five. Um, out of I these think, ones, I think out sure. of these ones, it's a ten. Based on the other two, no offense. Yeah. Like I've, I've literally always had them all back. I've never had their other ones. Um, I think the rosé was my least favorite, which is shocking. The rosé I'd probably give in general, since I don't like. Do you like other rosés? Yeah, I'll drink uh, Costa Rose. I love Costa Rose. Um, yeah, this is but, a two for me. Yeah, Malbec. I'll go five. Yeah, it's in the middle of Malbecs for me, but. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't Malbec know. I used, it used to be my favorite. Well, like one of my top fives, but now I'm like, I think it's honestly the cab. Yeah. Ruined it for me because I'm like, oh, the cab is way better. And the Malbec, for some reason, it just didn't taste as good this time around. But Facts for you folks don't go with the cab first. Lead up to it. Well, no, get the cab. It's good. <laughs> if you want a price point under 20, um, and it really, and you want to try an Argentinian. Um, cab, cab. I think that's pretty good for a cab, yeah, not usually in our usual, yeah, region. So, because uh, when you usually look for wines in Argentina and Chile, it's usually Malbec. Malbec, yeah. So shockingly, for this label, based out of Mendoza, Ar- Argent, oh my god, why can't Argentina? I'm like, why can't I even say it? Uh, go for the cab if you like red. Like, cab's really good. And maybe stay away from the rosé. Well, if you unless like red, you, like, you probably don't like rosé. Unless you uh, like strawberry-flavored wine. I've never had a strawberry That was actually wine. the weirdest thing. It was just like, strawberry immediately. I know. And then it was like, nope, it's too sweet. <laughs> I'm going to try it again, but... I'm going to try them all back. I'm going to mix them. Nope. Nope. 
Oh, the rosé, like, just... It's too sweet, guys. It's a hangover waiting to happen. Yeah. No. See, I was smart to not do what she just did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's the wine. It's so great. Um, We're a delight today. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're, you wanted the truth, you're getting the truth. Um, Sorry, so now we got to segue into the book. So... Um, because, uh, Sherika reached out to us on Instagram, of course we wanted to have her on the podcast. It's been a hot minute since we had a wonderful, uh, guest, let alone the author of an amazing book. So, uh, we, um, because she lives in right now, North Carolina. Oh my God. So I mean, I feel fucking dumb now. South Carolina. Yep. Yep. Are we sure? I'm going to go with yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Cool. Sorry. I got that uh, Maybe wrong. look that up. I'm gonna. Um, anyway. Uh, while I'm looking that up. Uh, my bad. She's got an awesome bio. And I read it. And uh, fuck. I know she's from Tennessee. I know originally. Because that's where the book is based too. Um... Please give me her bio. Oh no. Guys, I feel okay. Guys. She's having moments, people. Mm. Also, if anyone cares, the Lakers are leading the NBA finals. Juicer. Mm-hmm. There's two folks. No, I know you South are. Carolina, you were right. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, I love being right. Anyway. No, you were. I'm glad you said something. Um, so, since obviously our time zones are very different. Yes, um, very different. We had to get creative. Like we had to, um, with the last guest we had on, um, Dr. Lindsay Weisner. So, we... Um, had a call. We did a little mini interview and we talked about her book and talked about what really inspired her to, to write it and asked her many questions around um, kind of the different areas of the book and what um, was based off any truth, um, how long ago she started it, um, and why she chose to write this. And then we got... Uh, a little sneak peek of her next novel, which totally sounds like something uh, Kristen and I would just pick off the up off the shelf. Not that we wouldn't a father's gift. Um, it's just more our genre and, and completely like different opposite genre. Yeah, this one. Yeah, which is really cool. So, um, Sherika, you are a multifaceted author uh, in many ways, and we can't wait to read your second. Novel. Yes. Um, so before we give you guys a listen into our um, mini interview talk with Sherika, uh, we want to just remind you that you can find her on Instagram at Sherika Evans, S-H-E-R-R-I-K-A Evans, E-V-A-N-S, all one word, um, and that you can pick up her book, uh, probably depends where you live, but she is in most bookstores in the U.S., um, yeah. including Barnes & Noble, uh, and as well. Uh, I think the easiest way for anyone to pick her up is uh, Amazon.com. If you do live in Canada, um, it will have to be at .com right now just because it's not available at .ca quite yet. Um, but if you just search Sherika Evans um, on Amazon.com, it'll come right up. 
Uh, we'll also include it in the include the link in the description of this podcast. So wherever you're listening, you can find that. Um, and she's got all of the different places to order it from on her Instagram as well. So um, definitely check it out. We very much think that you'd get a really um, good read out of it, and it is quite a a really nice book to read and it was just really lovely and really nice um story behind it as well uh get the tissues ready and we'll warn you as well (laughs) it's definitely like we would consider it more of a fiction book yeah and that's a first for us i think this year yeah slash for a really long time i don't remember last time i don't know if we've ever really done like a full fiction book i think once yeah the fact that we don't remember Shows you how long. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely a twist in our normal genres yeah. between fantasy and like suspense and our new one of chicklets that Lindsay's starting to yes. somewhat get yes. into. But uh, yeah, definitely it was a pleasant surprise. Love it. We can't say enough about it. We exactly. It. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Definitely. Uh, for sure. Support this wonderful author and human. Um, she was so great to get to speak with and get to know. Um, and I and love her accent. Yes, she has a great accent too. She's got that uh, Tennessee accent. so um, I could listen to her all day. I know. I think you guys will be as obsessed as we are in a couple moments here. Um, also, I just need to point out, the book is strikingly beautiful, the cover. Um, yes. All the way, it wraps all the way to the back and it is just like... These beautiful colors. Uh, we talk a bit about where that was inspired by in the interview as well. Um, but I actually got to the Father's Gift as a title as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. So lots of really cool hidden parts about the book. Um, and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's one of those books that you don't mind just kind of leaving out on the coffee table because it's so nice to look at. So. I know. It's so pretty. And it, every time you look at it, you're like, I just wish I was on a beach. Yeah. It catches <laughs> your eye. It's With, crazy. like, water that blue. It's, <laughs> like, literally, like, so nice. Like It is. And it just, it gets you prepared to, like, jump into this book. Yeah. To be honest. Makes you want to pick it up. For yeah. sure. Exactly. So I hope you guys, well, sorry. We hope you guys enjoy um, our interview with Sherika, and thanks again, Sherika, for reaching out to us, writing this wonderful book, and taking the time to talk with us about it, um, and what inspired it, and um, we hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, so we are very fortunate to um, have Sherika Evans with us, the author of A Father's Gift, uh, the book we read in October this month. Um, so Sherika was born and raised in East Tennessee. She currently resides in South Carolina with her husband and three dogs. She worked as, as an emergency room nurse for several years and now works as a nurse practitioner. When she isn't writing, you can find her exploring the world. Her favorite hobby is traveling to new places and diving into different cultures. Learning about the world is how she found her love for writing. She kept travel journals and entries turned into characters and stories that she's excited to share with everyone. Sherika loves to hear from her readers, so you can reach her on her Instagram, which is at Sherika Evans, S-H-E-R-R-I-K-A-E-V-A-N-S, and on her website, www.SherikaEvans.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Sherika, and, and for so graciously getting us um, advanced reader copies of your wonderful book, uh, Father's Gift. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. We're, so we're so thrilled. The book. Oh, we did. Um, I, it was such Loved a quick it. read for me personally. Uh, I know Kristen even, she was texting me right away and she's like, I absolutely loved it. So, um, it was, it was a treat for both of us. <laughs> oh, that makes me happy. I'm so glad. Well, and thank you like, again. Yeah. I loved it. And really appreciate, like, as she said, the advance for your copies, because it makes it a lot easier to read it with the book in hand. Oh, absolutely. In my like opinion. It's almost more personable to me to actually, like, package it and, like, write a little note and send it. So I just enjoy doing those things. So I was really happy to, to get them out to you guys. Oh, well, thank and you so much. And I do have much. to say, I love, I love the choice of packaging color, because that's, like, my favorite color. <laughs> Oh, thank you. It was like a teal. <laughs> it was like a blue. Ooh. Most random thing ever, but I actually loved it. <laughs> I was trying to go for like the colors of the book, kind of, because yes. next book, I actually have already gotten some of my packaging material and it's a darker story. So it's like blacks and reds and navies. Ooh. So this one, I was like, I need the colorful things for this book. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Uh, I want to hear more about this second book. <laughs> We'll, we'll probably you uh, some more questions on that later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I guess I'll uh, start off with like kind of like our first kind of like question, which isn't really something we wrote down. But um, what kind of inspired you to write this book? So this book started out completely different than what it ended up being. So I wrote it when my dad was actually going through some cancer treatment. And oh. it started out as a nonfiction, basically me complaining about like healthcare in general and how it is like kind of hard for some people to attain and, you know, getting the care that they need. So I was kind of just writing about that and how I was feeling at the time going through different appointments and the length of time between appointments and whatnot. So there was a point where about probably, I don't know, like 12,000 words in where I was like, this isn't what I want this to be. And I decided that something positive had to come out of the negative experience of helping him through this battle. And uh, so at that time is when I started writing it and the characters just kind of came around. And a lot of them are similar to what I was going through at the time. Some of them are add-ons that I just thought, you know, I'm going to make this a positive story. And I want to see what, you know, the character of Blake, which is the main character, would do in the situation if she met you know, a love interest and if he had a complicated background and whatnot. So that's pretty much how I came up with the story. And honestly, it kind of wrote itself because I would sit down to my computer and it would just like spill out just being alone at the appointments. And a lot of them I couldn't go in with him. So I had to sit oh. out in like the coffee shop of the hospital mm -hmm. or outside if the weather was nice. And so a lot of it just kind of spilled out and then a few drafts later, I had my book. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was from, like, personal experience, but that just kind of makes reading the book even, like, I guess, like, better and sweeter in, it, like, its own way, too. So we were just talking about how um, the book is started out based on kind of personal experiences, um, and it evolved into a story about Blake and her meeting 
Chris, her love interest in the book. Um, was Chris based on anyone, Sherika, or was he kind of more of a fictional character that you created for Blake? You know, I used my husband's name at the time just because it was the first thing that kind of came to mind. And But it's not really the same person. Like, I didn't really mirror the character after him. I just happened to use his name. Because what I oh, see yeah. with Chris in the book is a way different person than my husband. And so, and my husband's great <laughs> and the character is great, but they're just very different people. <laughs> yeah, fair. Completely fair. <laughs> and I just kind of wanted him to be not really like somebody that was saving her because in the story you know she wants to save herself from a not necessarily a bad situation but a situation that she was miserable in her life in that point in time and so meeting him was yeah. just an added bonus no that makes total sense yeah. and he's kind of like a um like a a nice breath of fresh air for her I think but I think that does play out like she definitely kind of is the protagonist of her own story in this um I really especially like that she's quite a strong female character in the book uh did you did you take a lot of things from yourself and put it into Blake I did because at the time I was uh, quitting my job and kind of moving on to something a little bit differently and so I put attributes that I kind of wanted to see in myself that I didn't have yet and so when I wrote them into her as a character I feel like it made me stronger like on the back end of it so I didn't really have oh, those attributes awesome. before I wrote the book but afterwards I was like no she can do it like my character can do this so why can't I do this why can't I be happy in my career so it definitely yeah. changed the way that I viewed myself and what I was doing because in like when I thought about it I was like why am I writing her in this you know, miserable job in the beginning. And at the time I had a pretty, I had a nice job, but it was, it was stressful. I was like, well, yeah. maybe I, I do like have a lot of issues that I need to address. And so I think I grew a lot as the character grew. That's really cool. That's and amazing. That was one thing. Yeah. That I really liked um, about Blake uh, and that I admire from your, yourself as well. Uh, just, just, while you had a job that might be very stable and provided a lot of opportunities for you, um, there's been a lot of times in my life where I have struggled with the same thing where I wasn't in love with my job and it, it brought me more sadness and, and, and detriment to my life than the opposite. And so I really commend people that are able to see that and they're able to make a change and, and stop obsessing about um working to live and they're or sorry living to work and rather they're they're working and doing something they're passionate about and that brings them joy um did did you find going from a an ER nurse to a nurse practitioner was uh did it bring kind of more that that sense of happiness and more joy to your life and less stress no, not really. I think it added to my stress because I've been a nurse practitioner for probably six years now, five, six years. Oh, wow. Um, yes, yeah, so I was an ER nurse before that, but now I work in a um, kind of a rehab setting. And so it's cool. way less stress. <laughs> it's a lot more um, like 
just enjoyment out of my job because I get to get to know my patients. That's cool. Around the area where I was in the ER, it was a lot. We had a really, really bad um, drug problem. So we had a, a, a lot of my, sorry, my dogs are barking. A lot of my job was kind of getting yelled at constantly. And so it wasn't, for my mental health, it wasn't good. And since yeah. I left that job, I've done a lot of things that I never imagined, like writing a book. <laughs> yeah. I moved to a different state. And so and it's just nice to have more free time and have a job that when you're done at the end of the day, you're not miserable and yes. just wanting to be in like a quiet zone. It's nice to be able to like get done with work and go have dinner with your friends, not during COVID, but you know, <laughs> on a normal yeah. day. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, it's not so much a nine to five, sign in, sign out, like hate life kind of thing. It's more of a enjoying life and work's just part of it. But like a good part of it. (laughs) Yeah. And you enjoy going to work versus like dreading going and then being glad to be over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Except for I don't think the Monday blues will ever kind of really go away. (laughs) Oh, no. Mind you, maybe I just need to find the right job that I'll love going to work on Monday. <laughs> so. I know, I love my job, but I'm still like, oh, it's Monday. <laughs> Time to start my week again. <laughs> yeah, completely fair. <laughs> so when um, did you start writing this novel? Like, when was kind of that turning point um, that you really put pen to paper and you were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm you went in with the intention that you wanted to write a novel. Um, I started writing just like the nonfiction part of the book that I was telling you about earlier about in like December of 2018. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Um, and wow. then it was probably about a month in when I decided we had gotten some really bad news with my dad's health. And so at that time, I was like, no, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And I was just determined, and it gave me something to focus on. So it took me a full year to write. And then, okay. you know, extra time for just getting it set up and covers and whatnot. So it took me quite a while. Yeah. And what how made- was the writing process? <laughs> oh, sorry, Kristen. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I will say I had absolutely no clue what I was doing because in where I'm from, they don't, we have like basic English classes and whatnot, but as far as being encouraged to do something like write a book, you don't really get that. (laughs) So I was encouraged to go to healthcare. So most of my background was like biology, sciences and whatnot. So even though I'd taken those English classes in college, it was a huge learning curve to write this book I had no clue what I was doing <laughs> started with just me and my iPad on like the note setting not even in word I didn't even purchase word <laughs> till my second draft it was ridiculous <laughs> so I think that's why it took me quite so long because it was a total of like 11 drafts to get oh, wow. the book from first to finished so I wow I definitely asked a lot of people on like stalked Instagram like writer community stuff and asked a lot of questions and people were so nice to me though <laughs> like oh, I can't thank so them good. enough for you know somebody had I remember it was such a like light bulb moment because somebody had done their editing and I guess they had put like 
a portion of a chapter on an index card and so then like put oh. it up on a board and I was like what so I couldn't figure out at the time like why do you have index cards how is that helping your book because I was yeah. only working on word and so I messaged him I was like hey I'm a new writer I know this sounds ridiculous but how does this help you and she was like oh girl let me just tell you and so <laughs> when she told me that it was like a light bulb and I was like oh my gosh this is the best idea I've ever heard why did I not think about this you know three drafts ago so yeah this is my second book I've used that a lot and it has helped so much <laughs> so it's definitely a little sense awesome that, yeah that like just add up yeah like it's amazing especially like in the technology world that like it's just so easy to just kind of like find like at like put the out questions like help me <laughs> help me write yeah. this like figure out how to like write this book or edit it or like questions like that or just have like from other people in this day and age especially now during covid people are more probably glued to their electronics <laughs> oh yes but it, no that helped me a lot break out of my shell too i was really shy before i was always like mm -hmm. i don't know like i always stood my ground with stuff but i was always really shy to approach people about things but when i started this process i was like i've got to get over that i have to ask questions and go find people to help me because there's nobody around me to help me none of my friends have ever written a novel and they didn't know how to help me and so it was it was good I get the whole breaking out of your shell and like again putting your big girl panties on and being like okay I need yeah. to go actually ask people stuff I'm definitely like you on that regard I'm like no yeah. I, I rather not <laughs> it's like I'll do um, everything I can to figure it out myself first and then when I can't I'm like okay I gotta ask now. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, in uh, regards to the book, um, what gave you the idea for like the ending where she like kind of like has this little bar on the beach? So I thought that was such a career. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I, I thought that was like such a cool idea, but like kind of like in a way kind of a 180 from like what she was previously doing in her life so whenever I was working in the ER I always made jokes on busy days like you know forget this I want to go work on a tiki bar on the beach and just listen to the waves crash and so I kind of in reality I know that I would I would probably enjoy being a bartender on the beach but it's not really <laughs> sustainable I feel like um so I put her there and actually the name of the tiki bar so throughout the entire book the father is never named he, he doesn't right. have a name he's always just her dad so yeah the name Dave for the bar is actually my dad's name oh that's where I came up with that oh so I was like I'm gonna Aww. give him a name in it but not his like I don't want to name him after my dad so that's oh, how I, I love came up that. with that I'm just wanting her to be happy and be like a totally free person and doing what makes her happy I think That's that translated awesome. for sure at the end and I the the third part of the book was actually like I, I feel like it would be a lot of people's favorite part but it was just really kind of it's a come down from her having to deal with her dad passing and he was I think that was I wasn't sure if the book was gonna go that way and it would definitely was um kind of shocking because you're obviously rooting for him and for April 
in the whole book and he's doing so well coming out of surgery. And then, um, that part is just a really, really hard, hard read. Uh, and you feel so, so much empathy for Blake and the third part of the book living, um, is just a really nice homage to her dad and her, like a great opening to her new life. And like you said, you wanted to give her, um, give her a, a nice life where she's doing something she loves and she's not, um, back in the, in this job that she, um, didn't love and didn't like, and all this stress in her life. And you can tell she's able to kind of be a little, be more free of all of that and, and just start her life off with, uh, with Chris and, and April and for a second there, I was like, oh, my gosh, are Chris and April even around anymore? And, and I was very pleasantly surprised that they, they showed up. I was like, oh, no. So. Yeah, so I want to kind of wrap it all up in, like, that last chapter. So I, I know, like, the first part of it is a little slow with the, like, ER work of her. But I feel like it, it makes up for it on the back end because the back of the book, the last part of it, goes so quickly. Yeah. And I've had so many people mm-hmm. that have reached out and they've been like, I literally dropped the book. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, I couldn't help it. <laughs> right? It just happened. <laughs> I mean, you, it really kept you always, on your toes. Exactly. Like, and you always find some, like most books kind of like the very beginning, like even just the first couple of chapters is like, you're setting the stage to kind of like emphasize certain points that will then later kind of be like resolved or like kind of like, come to light a little bit more in a different way and like yeah I don't know you you set it up really good I think and then as part two goes you like see her trying to embrace things a little bit more as sort of living her life to where she was but also being there for her dad and then continuing on to the very last part (laughs) where she's definitely living what um oh, yeah. what made you decide with uh the title that you went with a father's gift? I probably have written down 500 titles for this book and I didn't know exactly what cuz that the title was the last thing for me. I had no clue. It was just mm-hmm. novel number 1 for months. So the only I finally picked one probably like a week before we did the cover. <laughs> I'm like I don't know what to call this book. I went through so many and finally <laughs> I sat down and I reread the entire book and I was like, okay, if I'm a reader, what am I going to name this? Or what would I pick this book up and look at it? Like, you know, I was looking at the cover on in the bookstore and I finally settled on a father's gift because although it's not what you would traditionally think is a gift, but his process and his downfall and demise and whatnot made her life 10 times better at the end so it was terrible to go through it was an awful journey you never want to lose your parent however she came out the other side and if that hadn't happened she would still be in her small house in east Tennessee and still be a nurse practitioner in the ER so it was a gift but it wasn't you know probably the the best gift per se (laughs) but it was a gift of different kinds Yeah, And through the process, he's always encouraging her to stop working so much and to do what she wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I actually really loved the like father daughter connection through this entire book. I was like, literally going to say I'm the same close. thing, Kristen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm very like I'm pretty close with my dad, and I just like I was just like we obviously different like kind of like relationship and like her and her dad too, but like um I just loved how they like even though they like went through a little lull and they were like how close they were and kept in touch for a little bit. Like he was her like rock and like her guide, like kind of like her guiding light through things. Yeah. And I just loved it. Yeah. He was always supposed to be the person that she could call no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved uh, like so much how he called her kiddo and it was just like such an endearing name that I just, I don't know. I just pictured, I pictured her dad and I would picture Blake and I picture exactly him calling her kiddo and the exact way he would say it. And it was just kind of that father daughter relationship that I think everyone hopes for if they don't have or that most people have with their dad. And it was just really, really sweet, but also very realistic. Like I didn't feel like it was far fetched or, or out, um, like, outlandish anything like that try to make it as real as possible because when you're i feel like when you're writing about something as sad and heartbreaking as cancer like nobody yeah. likes to talk about that like that's something that nobody wants to actually discuss so i wanted to make it as real as possible as you know like if i were the reader what i would want to hear about it because you don't want to hear fluff if you're because everybody knows somebody that has had cancer yeah, you know, when you have a family that's going through it, you want it to be like normal, not crazy sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, and like, I, I know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I loved how her dad, like, throughout the book, was like, even when he was in the hospital and everything, was always like keeping things a little bit the mood as light as he could, as much and like kind of making jokes or hitting on the nurses and just like (laughs) funny kind of like embarrassing dad stuff sometimes you're just like no don't do that (laughs) and I like it like just added to like their dynamic and I just loved it even more (laughs) I'm so glad (laughs) I wish I could say the hitting on the nurses was false but (laughs) (laughs) are you saying your dad did that shirt actually happened (laughs) <laughs> well i, I guess that. if you're surrounded that's... by like females all day i guess that's yeah. one entertaining thing they could do <laughs> yeah. he wasn't like creepy but it definitely happened a couple times <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny that you're able to like kind of bring that experience into this <laughs> yeah the, 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 I mean, the nurses around him were so nice, and they just kind of laughed him off. Like he wasn't like a a creepy person. <laughs> it was just yeah, no, him yeah. Being funny. <laughs> it was just like the yeah, the jolly old like or not old, but like like the jolly kind of funny guy that you're just like you're like okay, yeah, <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're trying to butter me up or something. Yep. <laughs> More pudding or Jello, extra pillows. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you want I I also loved all of the um like I'm gonna call them pop culture references but like things that are 
as we're on the topic of relatability, but like at the beginning when she's watching TLC, watching Hoarders and like the the <laughs> Tinder, um, like her experience with all these, well, not all these, but like the Tinder guy who literally is just trying to get free meals and um, like swiping left and right. And, and then like the Grey's Anatomy watching and all these things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally do that. I totally have done that. I, it was just so relatable and just kind of like, it brought me again back to that relatability with the book where I was just like, oh yeah, this is completely me. This could be me. Uh, if I was a nurse <laughs> would be the only difference really. And um, so I, I really like that you, like you were saying, you're trying to make it really realistic um, because that's what people want to read. And it's so true because it really drives the story and it it was really easy to immerse myself in the book and just a really easy thing to be able to imagine Blake actually doing these things. I thought it was important to add in certain stuff like that. Yeah. No, definitely. And sometimes it's the small details for me in books that I read that make all the difference. So I wanted to add in yes. like as many like small things or as many like Easter eggs as I could. Yes. Yes. And like even with the text messages too between like um her and her friend or like Blake and Chris. It was just again like exactly the way I would text. Um it was just like just again so easy just to imagine that on the screen of a phone. So I think you did such a great job really bringing like to life uh from like as trying to make her as realistic as possible and that definitely translated like I honestly could picture me being her or her being someone I know thank you so much (laughs) Um, I had a question about the book cover what uh oh yeah is this like in like like southern carolina or northern or just like random photo is that you on the cover (laughs) no it's i wish i could say it was me on the cover it's the (laughs) it's a random from my book cover designer um and they did a phenomenal job and i i really wish i could take credit for it because i have gotten so many compliments on it but i did not design it (laughs) but it's just a random photo i don't really know where exactly like the photo itself came from but it was, oh, um, almost dropped my line. That would have been a tragedy. Um, oh no! It, yeah, um, it was not actually what I had pictured for the book cover, and I kind of gave the the artist that was working on it just like a, I was like, I don't know, this is kind of my idea, and they came up with something completely opposite, but it works perfectly, so I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yeah. What were your kind of like ideas originally to kind of go? with it I was kind of I thinking of like a a nurse like sitting in the floor of the hospital or something with like just being sad like a sad cover and I don't know why oh I was yeah kind of going towards that but I think that I never would have thought about this type of cover with it and it's it's I think it's perfect for the book itself just because of where she ends up at the end yeah yeah I think exactly that's so and like where she was dreaming of basically and like once you read the book like it's eye-catching for sure and 
when I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. The colors are beautiful. The photo is beautiful. And then when you actually finish the book, you're like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. Like you said, and <laughs> you're just like, yep, that's how that's her coming full circle. Um, I think I definitely wanted to portray like with the whole book that no matter where you're at in life, mm -hmm. even if you're at your most miserable state or you have the perfect job that you're still unhappy, that even if you're in a bad season in life, you can turn around and change it in an instant and be happy. Yeah. You don't have to Which... feel the pressure of, well, I went to school for this for so long. Like, I yes. have to do it. No, you don't have to do it. You can do whatever you want and be happy. Just because you work for six years or seven years in school doesn't mean you have to stay in that career if you hate it. Yes. And I think that's an important lesson. Yeah. And I think that's not something everyone, I think everyone thinks that because they spent time doing something that they feel they have to spend time or money, like learning something that they feel like they have to um, seek that out for the rest of their life. But I think that's such a great point that, you don't have to. If it doesn't make you happy, it's okay to find something yeah. else. Yeah, and I mean, that's like, like jobs. This... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was saying with my, when I left my ER job, I mean, they had me replaced in two weeks. So, like, oh, geez. you might think that you're, like, you know, fit for your job and they need you and they, you know, fill you full of all the stuff. But then, in reality, you know, you're replaceable. <laughs> And they're not going to yeah. boohoo about you leaving for a very long time. Yeah. So I think just making yourself happy exactly. above making a company happy. Yes, absolutely. Totally. Totally agree on that. Yeah. And like this character kind of shows you that like, while you might love what you went to school for, did for like however many years, at some point tables might turn and you just might not love it anymore. And then you have to find what new thing you love to do mm -hmm. which like we were saying yeah like sometimes people just get in that rut and just don't change it but she did she took the leap <laughs> but um uh, so what is your next book about so man, can you give us anything on it <laughs> <laughs> it's it's with the editor right now. I'm so excited to get it back. <laughs> like, just like ready to see, you know, how it is or if there's anything I need to adjust. But so far, it's a psychological thriller. It's way different. It's a different Ooh. genre. <laughs> I have jumped in head first to a different thing. So it is. Um, it's still around a medical issue, kind of. So there's a surgeon who his wife and him have this like white picket fence, perfect life on the outside you know everybody wants it but on the inside their marriage is awful and falling apart and they have one child that she's miserable he's miserable he has multiple affairs Aww. and she knows about them but she kind of overlooks them because they're just flings in her opinion but then he gets a girlfriend has like a true affair and they he like builds this relationship with this other person named Michaela and at the same time you see the wife figure out about this affair and you see her mm. kind of hit rock bottom she becomes an alcoholic she stalks this girl she 
you know, just it consumes her life that he has this other life. And he is completely clueless to the fact that she knows the entire story. And so then you see, like, a, I don't want to give away too much, but you see a, a perfect crime, we'll say, <laughs> that involves everybody. And it kind of has, like, a, a really crafty different ending. So it's the same, kind of consider it the same, or my husband said it was the same, as far as, like, the book leads up in the last few chapters, you're like, holy crap, oh, yeah. what did I just read? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of like that. So it's a lot longer than this book, but it's um, it's told from two perspectives. So you see, like, the Michaela side Ooh. of it, which is the girlfriend, and you see her being, like, this carefree, hippie person who, is, she's actually a bartender. <laughs> and then you see <laughs> Beth, who is the wife you know the surgeon's wife who is like her entire goal prior to this was pleasing their friends and pleasing the charity group she worked for and they see her just kind of become very resourceful Ooh, i definitely will have that to sounds... pick that up i will too definitely <laughs> we're big i will, I will send you guys both copies <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> do you, yeah, do you have an you. anticipated date you, you want it out by? I think it's going to be out in late January, early February. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So very, Super very soon. Yeah. yeah this one and then this one's out a lot quicker. Yeah? Mm-hmm. A lot quicker to write than the first one. And the first one was oh. not, it was supposed to not be published and be like out for the world until October. But there was a little yeah. mix up with the ebook and the ebook got like basically put out there early on all platforms. And so when that happened, oh. I, I was on like trying to get it fixed with some other people. And finally I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this. Like we're just going to release it and we're going to have fun with it and we're going to roll with it and we're going to see what happens. So it's actually out already. Uh, like available Target, Barnes and Noble, Books Million. Nice. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And you can also you know, pick I it up on that. Amazon. <laughs> yes. Yes. And is it just in certain bookstores in the States or has it come up to Canada at all yet? Um, it's in bookstores here and in the States. I'm not sure about being actually physical copies in bookstores there, but it's definitely available on any retail website. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. I will say it was the the best moment of writing this book was I went up to Tennessee where I'm from and my niece met me at a bookstore because it was like, you know, with COVID, we can't do book signings. So, because nobody has like stayed home. So we, I went in with my niece who's 11 and we got to like see the book in person in the store. And she of course had seen it and already had a copy, but it was just such a cool moment because she, I don't know, you could just see her like thought process kind of, she's like, Oh, we can, I can do this. I can be an author. And so now that's her big thing. She wants to be an author or an editor of some sort and do something creative. So her just being that happy about it and being that like, yes, I can do this. If you can do it, I can do it. It's totally worth yeah. writing the entire book. Oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Inspiring young people. Yeah. 
Well, that was all the questions I had. Lindsay, did you have any more? Um, I, I think we actually answered all mine. Um, I do just very much want to say again, thank you uh, so, so much for joining us, Sherika. Um, it was so awesome of you to, again, share with us this amazing book that you wrote. Uh, we can't recommend it enough. Uh, we'll be posting the link to pick it up. Uh, I just found it on Barnes & Noble here. Um, for us in Canada, you can pick it up on Amazon as well. Um, so we'll post those as well on our social media. Um, but it is available now, uh, as Sherika was saying, a nice surprise. So um, everyone should get a copy for sure. Uh, it's definitely an amazing read. And thank you again for sharing it with us and for the little teaser of your new book coming out next year. Um, I'm very excited to read that one as well. Thank you. Definitely. As soon as I get them in, I'll get you guys copies. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank so, you. So sweet. <laughs> um, and we can have you yeah, back. Yeah. Me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll yes. definitely have you back. Yeah, we love having people on if we can, even though we've only done it once before. But still, it's a very it's a treat for us to be able to like experience a little bit of even what you guys are experiencing writing these books so it's awesome and you appreciate, appreciate it, it. Well, well thank you so much again um for taking time to to join us and thanks again for sharing this amazing book with us as well i'm glad you guys liked it thanks again for having me Thanks again, Sherika, for joining us for this awesome review of your book. Um, and yeah, we love you. We love your books. Can't wait to read the second one. Um, and I'm going to pass it off to Lindsay to uh, get into what we've currently read. Yay! Currently reading. Or currently reading. Whatever. I'm excited about this because I can... Um, <clears throat> she's actually read books. I've read some. Which is so great. Um... I will just start by saying I'm still not done. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. I'm sorry. It'll be two years when she's finished. Yeah, probably. So anyway, I've started and read a lot more since then. So let's start with, I think I, no, I said I was done anxious people. I think last time. Yeah. Last time we talked. Okay. I didn't read that much. Now this makes me sad. Um, okay. Well, I read, um, <clears throat> A Father's Gift, which you read, too, um, by Sherika Evans. Guys, have you heard of it? Um, no, but um, I did read that one. And then I read the new Ruth Ware book. I'm a big Ruth Ware fan. So uh, One by One by Ruth Ware came out, like, September 11th, I think. Or no, um, beginning of September. Um, that one, probably one of my favorite Ruth Wares. I love all of her books, but this one was really good, and it really was different because it's based kind of off of like a company who starts an app and then they go to the mountains for a ski trip and then like people start dying so it's really really good uh again she likes to do it where it's told in um by two different people so she does that again uh this time it's by two of the females in the book um really really good book though i highly recommend it i don't want to give too many spoilers away um, but definitely if you're a fan of Ruth Ware, this is 
up to her par if not exceeds her amazing uh, writing style. And then finally, um, I know I was really excited. I only read like three books, but um, I read the 0 0.5 Black Witch Chronicles book. So the prequel to um, The Black Witch, uh, One Fasted by Lori Forrest. Uh, really good book. Like, yeah. I loved The Black Witch. One Fasted was just as good, honestly. Um, how many pages was it again? Was uh, it 0. 0.5? I actually don't know how many pages. How many hours? Eight hours. So still like a regular size book, honestly. Okay. Um, but it was... Just trying to see if it tells me book details. Just because, obviously, no, Black Horse, yeah. that's over, like, that's oh, yeah. 600. Like, this has Or Black be, Witch, wow. Did you say Black Forest? <laughs> yeah. I combined. That's fair. Her, her, her last name. Her, yeah. Doesn't tell me. Um, but it was a really good... Oh, 235 pages. There we go. Okay, so about a standard. Well, standard a little bit small. Yeah. Not, yeah. like, super big, but not, like... Close enough to a standard book size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good though. So, uh, different story from the Black Witch for sure in terms of the, who the characters are. But, so I feel like if you've read the Black Witch, no, it's totally fine to go back to this one. Um, honestly, I think either way you do it is, is an okay way to do it. Um, whether you read it before the Black Witch or not, but, um, it gives you, I would say reading the Black Witch first and then going back is almost maybe better just because you kind of know it allows you to put the pieces together without giving too much away on my end. Um, allows you to put the pieces together of the characters you already know from the black witch. Yeah. Um, really good though. Like pretty suspenseful, similar writing. Um, I felt like she could have made like a really hefty book out, uh, out of it. So I don't know what the other half books look like. Um, if it's a continuation of that story, uh, to be honest, when it ended, I was like, no, I want more from it because like the story buildup is just so good. Um, but, uh, it kind of just gives you a glimpse into the world that they're living in in the Black Witch a little bit more and the different races and like mm. how, uh, it looked like when the, when Ren's, uh, grandmother was the Black Witch. Um, oh, okay. so it's, I highly recommend it. Really, really good. Um, Really excited to read the one and a half book, and then I plan to read uh, book number two. So I do have to say I was not planning on reading point five. I feel like you should. Now mm. that you've, I feel like you given should. this review on it, I think I will. Honestly, like because I just got the second full size, right. like the actual second one, in the mail, and that's also like six hundred like twenty is bigger. <laughs> like I don't know what that'll have to like offer. Um, in terms of like what that would look like if you read number two and then went back to point yeah. five. Um, but I feel like you could easily read like one, two, three of the main books and then do the like half prequel, yeah. prequel and mid books. Um, but I feel like coming from the Black Witch, it's a good segue to just kind of like get a better understanding of what happened before we see Ren yeah. and what she's doing. So, I agree. uh, I like, honestly, I highly recommend it. Like very, very well written and and I it was just like a nice other perspective and different like characters I don't know I really liked it now I'm like super different impressive. age too of the book yes yeah because like it sounds like it was a little bit more 
Like, it's still volatile now, but, like, it oh, sounded yeah. like it was even yeah. more volatile yeah. back then, and, like, there's more clashing. Yeah, again, there is, for sure. everyone. For sure. And, again, I don't want to give anything away, because it's not, like, said blatantly, but you, honestly, fully, I think, reading the Black Witch first is a better way to do it, because then you're like, oh, I get who these characters are, and it's really cool to, like, relate it to the people you've already read about. Um, so, highly recommend that. And then... Um, I didn't have any other, like, audiobooks to read, so I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, so I am now listening to Scrappy Little Nobody by Anna Kendrick, so it's her biography. Um, I have the actual book, but I downloaded the app Libby, which you can rent, like, like, borrow books. It's, um, using your library card. Mm -hmm. So, um, all the other books I really wanted to read are, like, weeks like 21 weeks out before i can sure. read it um so i was just going through like the audiobooks that are available now scrappy little nobody's on there i actually have anna kendrick's actual book um scrappy little nobody in my like my bookcase yeah. that i've never read yet so i was like oh i might as well listen to it while i'm driving already in love with it like it's narrated by anna kendrick she's so funny um and already i'm like loving her book i'm about I started it this morning, and I'm about, like, um, a third of the way in. So, wow. yeah. So, um, already recommending that. May um, need to borrow it when I leave. Yeah. Yeah, you can totally take the book, because I'm not <laughs> going to use it right now. Um, so, I'm just trying to find, like, audiobooks while I'm driving and, like, listening and getting ready. Yeah. So, um, still into my audiobooks. And, honestly, that's kind of really what I'm reading right now. Um, I'm anticipate starting um one and a half book and i think that's light mage honestly in her yeah so i'm gonna start light mage probably like in a couple days here um which is book one and a half of the black witch chronicles so sounds yeah. good those are my currently readings Kristen. your turn of the many 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 all right so his best friend's little sister by vivian wood i did Three out of the four books of Loving Las Vegas Ooh. by Kathy Ivan. Do not make me go in and find all the actual titles. Okay. But it was a box set. Yes, queen. Uh, Trust Me by Isabel Jolie. Honestly, this one and the next one, I'm not sure if I said the last time. But Tempt the Hookup by Natasha Madison. That also is one I read. Um, you read a lot of romance slash. Because it's just free on there. Oh, God. I gotta get it again. Uh, you can tell when I'm like looking at my phone for it. Um, <laughs> I got this one in the mail with the second one of the Black Witch series, um, The Shadows Between Us. It's by. Tr no. Well, I want to see the. What's that? Trisha Levenseller. Oh. oh, is it good? Yeah. I very good. It's kind of scandalous. Is it a teen? Yeah. Oh. oh, I should say. Sorry to interrupt. No. Go ahead. Um, book one and a or book half of the Black Witch Chronicles of One Facet. Uh, Very racy, Lori Forrest. Well, this one is too. Like I was like, oh damn, girl. <laughs> so basically, saying. there's like in teen books, you don't really hear like, especially mm -hmm. the teen fantasy where they're like kind of like I guess more promiscuous. Oh yeah, and like. This girl, like, especially in the first, like, chapter, is, like, kicking a guy out of her bed. What? <laughs> so, 
So, yeah. So, like... I like it. Um, and then I read um, two books from Helen Hunting. One's called Meet Cute and one's Kiss My Cupcake. They're just, like, chick flick ones. Mm-hmm. Not chick flick. Chick lit ones I picked up from Costco. Um, nice. I've also reread... Damn. Um, Make Habit, The Boy Next Door. <laughs> and reread um, The Twenties Girl by Sophia Kinsella. And also I've Got Your Number, also by Sophia Kinsella. Because I took them out and I was reading them and I was like, I love you because I love her. And all that. Also, funny fact, people, when I took that photo in bed of that photo of the Hella Hunting oh, yeah. one, totally right after I took that photo, people... Literally spilled that coffee all over the said book. <laughs> and I still had to read most of the book. You should have taken a photo. Oh, did you? And sent it to me? Hmm. That's a fun behind the scenes. No, of the other one. Of it, like, spilled. Oh, of it spilled, yeah. That's a fun behind the scenes photo. Yeah, it was definitely a... Every time you guys see a photo of me <laughs> with the iPad or a book, Uh-oh. and it's on the bed, and the glass has no hands around it most likely afterwards that uh, after that photo was taken most likely that liquid is on that said device or book oh dear because that has happened in the past too oh dear just you know it's like I sat pretty for it's like a kid I sat pretty for the freaking photo and then now it's like fuck you so you can't help it yeah, so that was my currently reading. I have a couple lined up. The Karen Slaughter one. Oh yeah, you keep saying, you did say that last time. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. Um, and then obviously I wanted to, oh, Honey, Blood and Honey, should be. It got delayed, so I'm. It, really? I should have it. Yeah. I was gonna order it too because it was like, um, someone was telling me that like publishing and stuff for that like was a little slower because um, of COVID, and okay. then like. I think it's just so popular right now. Yeah. Um, that they like had a back order, I guess. So I ordered like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I just got the details that it should be out, so I should have it this next week. So I'm definitely looking at reading that one. There's a new Shari Lapenna as well. Ooh. Um, the end of her, which sounds okay. Like doesn't sound like I'm not like buying it right now. Um, so I, I'll probably buy it, but There's I will There's a new Lisa Jewel one. Yeah, I actually did see that. Um, the girls I work with recommended it to me. That's not the one you showed me on the, Nope. No, okay. Um, yeah, I did see that was coming out, and then, I'm sorry, but what I'm super stoked for is in November, um, there is a Ready Player 2 Sequel from Ready Player One. Did you say that last time? Or was that just after we talked? I don't remember. And I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. But I'm literally that excited about it. I've already pre-ordered the audiobook. I do have to say I own Ready Player One. But it's on my... Haven't read it. You haven't read it? It's And I do not know where it is right now. It's so good. It's in one of the boxes. I don't own it. But it was like my my pick when we worked at Chapters. Yeah. Um... I, I like love it so much. I love the movie. I love the book. I do I'm like the movie. So excited for! I the do book. have to say, I or watch the movie. So I really nice. should. I just need to like sometimes when it's like not a genre, I like typically. I know read. that's the thing. You just kind of need to like for me. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, just pick up the fucking book 
and just open it yeah. and just like read the first chapter at least and that usually like kind of gets you like yeah. hooked yeah. enough to like kind of keep reading yeah. but it's usually just in doing the initial like sit it's down true, pick up the like, book you know it's sci-fi open. and you're like oh, okay like and it's definitely not my typical one but mm-hmm. yeah it's just one of those things you just so have to good. like actually pick up so good. and like start reading so once I figure out where it is, once I've unpacked all the boxes, I'll, I'll give it a try. That's fair. That's fair. So, yep. so that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what you're looking forward to. Yes. Yes. We would love to hear what you guys are looking forward to because, you know, I think a lot of really great books are coming out. So in the next couple months, it's fall. This is usually the time yeah. all the authors are bringing them out. So, um, and we're in a pandemic. So I think a lot of authors have had time to write their books. Um, so let us know either, uh, on Instagram or you can email us. I know Kristen already went through it, but you can hit us up at boozeandbooks.podcast on Instagram or our personal ones, uh, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Dashu, sorry, I'm like, <laughs> um, so at Kristen Dashu, or me, no. Lind, yeah, no, wait, yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. You got it right. Oh, I did? Okay, phew. Um, (laughs) Or you can hit me up uh, at lynn.said, L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D. Or you can email us at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. But booze and books are spelled with three O's. So it's B-O-O-O-Z-E-A-N-D-B-O-O-O-K-S at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Tell us what you're reading. Show us what you're reading. Great review and subscribe. Yes, please. So more people can hear about us. And we can have more amazing guests like Sherika on our podcast. Yes. Yes. So thanks for joining us again. And we'll catch you guys on... The flip side. The flip side. Woo. Got that. Okay. She did it. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.